All right, everybody, welcome to another uh, Sailing Doodles podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of these, obviously, with the beard and all. You can see that. Uh, I have a new setup here as well for podcasting, which I'm really excited about. Hopefully, I'll be able to do these more often with guests and everything, just because previously it was really difficult to set all the camera gear up, set all this everything up. But now I pretty much have a permanent studio. I'll kind of give you guys a tour real quick. So I've got this thing. It's called Stream Deck right here. And I can select the different camera angles. So this is my, my, my camera linger here. And then guest. So this camera right here would normally be on its mount facing the other way uh, to where my guest would be sitting. But because I'm just me, I'm doing the podcast here. I can also put it on both. Okay, that's really weird seeing two people. But uh, there you go. <laughs> and then uh, I can put it back to me. I can also do a screen share here. Uh, and I can share what's on my screen on my computer. So there you go. I'll go over that stuff in a little bit, but, uh-oh. Ah, there we go. I was just looking at the wrong thing. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I'll give you a little tour here with this camera here. Um, basically, uh, so... This is my camera here. This camera that's in my hand would normally be on this mount right here. And then I have two lights on either side lighting it up. And then the microphones, there's one on this side and on that side. And those are kind of, you know, on swivels and balance. So I can have that up. And then, of course, my computer where I can monitor everything right here. Um, so hopefully now that this stuff is a little bit easier, I'll be able to do this a little more often and uh, have guests and everything like that. I have Stephanie on the boat today. She's actually got COVID, so I probably gave it to her, so it's my fault. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, but she's, she's already better. She was sick for like a day. Now she's fine. She's just kind of taking it easy. But with that, let's uh, kind of this one. I'm going to answer the questions of my uh, uh, patrons, so let's get this one underway and answer some questions. Um, so I've got a list here of questions, um, for my patrons, uh, it's like six pages, six pages long of questions. So it's quite a few. I'll get through as many as I can. I'll try to keep this under an hour. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and so I barely even looked through it. So, uh, but before I get started on this, I want to, um, go over with you guys. I have, and it, it's already been released to my patrons. So these guys, those guys are already, uh, on board with it. Plus they've, they've had a, um, a discount. Um, so they um, get access to my Sailing Doodles Sailing School. So it's I'm pretty excited about it. I've uh, been working on this for quite a few months, uh, about four or five months. A lot of editing. Um, it's six hours of video instruction uh, broken down into seven, seven units split over three uh, sections, basically. And the first section covers uh, crew uh crew knowledge what you need to be a crew member and then the second uh, section which is the last three units uh covers everything you need to be a skipper you know i mean he takes you for everything but i can kind of give you a, a picture of that right now i'll share my screen with you and there you go so uh you can see on the left hand side here uh it's got this is the table of contents on the other side so each unit has seven or eight se uh, lessons in it and then a quiz I actually won't show the quiz. Oh, well, yeah, I won't show it in preview there. But uh, there's each one has a video that's sorry, my internet here is awful. So, like, this first unit is classroom work. I'm going over classroom for everything. And then the second unit would be basic operation, you know, pulling up the anchor when we actually get out on the boat and teach you how to raise and lower the anchor. Uh, boat handling skills, you know, uh, sailing, uh, raising the sails here. Um, 
And uh, we went actually out on the boat in Thailand, and the girls learned how to. They got their bare boat skipper certification. Uh, see, so we're doing the wobble checks in this one. Um, and um, so it's all the way uh, through basically zero to hero, and it's got a exam at the end. There's an exam at the end of the um, cruise section as well. Uh, and so if you go to sailingdoodles.com, uh, it is right now, um, you know, for sale. Uh, and it's, a, like I said, six hours of video instruction. So you do it over a few days or whenever you have a spare time and hopefully give you the skills you need to be uh, handle your own boat. Um, all right. So let's get into the patron questions. First one is from Robert uh, when does the Mongolia race start? Will, will you be on the dark side until then? Um, so I am planning to do the Mongol rally. So if you don't know what that is, it is uh, basically it is a car rally from London all the way to Mongolia. Uh, they say it takes three to four weeks, and there's a limit on the car. Like you cannot have a nice car. It has to be the engine size has to be one liter or less, and you can't have paid more than like a couple five thousand dollars for it. Um, it starts July 17th, um, and it basically goes through all of Europe, through, like, Czechoslovakia, or Czech Republic, sorry, um, and then, like, Kazakhstan, Russia, China, over to Mongolia. So uh, that will be quite the test of endurance there. I'll have a crew going. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, so that starts on July 17th. I need to be there at least, I'm thinking, two weeks beforehand to uh, start getting the car ready and everything i haven't even bought the car yet i'm not even gonna worry about buying the car till like a month before that uh just because what am i gonna do with it until then and it's gonna be a piece of crap anyway basically the, there is no there's no set course there's no checkpoints there's nothing you just go and you kind of team up with other cars as you go but it's it's, it's it looks like a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to it uh but i will be on the dark side until then um uh, we're currently down in saint martin in the caribbean and we will be heading i'll be island hopping around here for the next couple months and then in, at the end of february early march we will head back west through the southern side of puerto rico dominican republic turks caicos bahamas over to the east coast of the united states after that i honestly don't know maybe somewhere up north but we will see um how do you go about okay so richard asked how do you go about selecting crew it's harder than you would think um to get crew uh, these most people have these Pesky, pesky things called jobs and it's hard for them to do uh you know they'll have you know a lot of people have uh you know they have a ton of student debt or student lo- um you know they have uh, credit card payments and mortgages and all this stuff they can't just leave so it is hard to find people that can up and leave uh, i was lucky enough to meet stephanie in a bar in thailand um say hi steph <laughs> so uh met her in a bar in thailand so i mean that's how it Met her. And then other, mostly it's been friend of friends and stuff like that or uh, referrals. Um, There's been a couple people just met online, but mostly it's been friends of friends or referrals. Uh, Traveling ag. So traveling aggie, I'm assuming. How do you coordinate finances with the crew members? Um, Well, it it, uh, basically I pay for all all of our expenses. Um, Travel, uh, you know. Um, food and meals on board, uh, any shore excursions, anything we do like that. Um, just try, you know, to, cause I mean, it's a business, right? I mean, so it, it, that is a business expense doing all that. And then I do help out, um, uh, with basic bills and stuff like that. Cause you know, they're kind of working with me for me. Um, Jeff asks, uh, I would like to base us. I haven't even read all these. So if, sorry if I'm, 
yeah, I mean, if some of these questions I may not go through, we'll see. I'd like to base a 60-foot trawler at Puerto Array in, uh, in Puerto Rico. Uh, could you break down the costs of both sl um, slipping in a 60-foot cockpit motor yacht and then putting it on the hard for hurricane season? Is there availability or a waiting list? Um, so I don't recall what it was per month, honestly, um, at a wet slip. There is generally a, a wait list for a permanent wet slip at Puerto de Rey. You can get a transient slip, but then they charge you the transient rate, which is, you know, a couple bucks a foot, right? So, I mean, you know, I, I really, I, I honestly don't remember how much they are, um, to, to put it there, but you're probably looking at a couple thousand dollars or more per month. Um, to put it on the hard, they charge, uh, like mine was 60 foot, they charged uh, $800 for a haul out, and I think that included put back. Um, and then it was about $800 a month to store it on the hard during hurricane season. Plus, then you really need um, someone to mind your boat while you're gone. So you have a, a boat tending service, and that's another like $400 a month. So you're looking at on the hard storage about $1,200 a month plus $800 for in and out. And then, uh, you know, wet slip, I honestly don't remember how much it is. I'm sure you could look it up. But so keep that in mind. I mean, it is... Uh, one of the, I mean, there are marinas around there that might be a little bit less expensive, but you can get anything done at Puerto Rey, so it's pretty nice. They just got taken over by IGY, so we'll see. Um, uh, let's see here, Bill. Uh, the best, okay, that's oh, sorry. Um, Jason, uh, thank Jason. I know he bought the sailing school course because I can kind of see who buys it, and he's almost he's already finished it in like a day and a half. So I just sent him a message asking him what he thinks and the feedback and all that. So. Um, uh, have you had to boot someone off of one of your boats because they were crazy, reckless, dangerous, a-hole, other? Um, I've never actually had to kick anybody off. I've thought about it. Um, there were some a-holes, and I'm not going to say who or anything like that. So I've never spoken poorly of anybody that's come on my boat, and I don't intend to um, change that. So uh, it. 95% of people have been awesome. Let me just say that. I've been very surprised by how awesome everybody is. There's only even a couple, and I'm not going to say who they were or what. So, um, OC, I think that's Oscar. Uh, I think during a regatta race, this uh, girl kind of checked out, then her face got blurred out through the rest of the whole video. Yeah. Um, uh, she uh, didn't get along with the captain very well. Um, of that and they were not seeing eye to eye on a lot of things and then she requested to be removed from the videos so i did and that's that uh, but that was a long time ago um mark shaw how do you select your destinations captain's preference alone or does the crew help decide are there any cri criteria um you know i mean it's generally whatever like lately because of covid it's been what's open i mean you know it's been hard to go to a lot of places uh really with you know we were stuck in the usbi for months and months and then last time we came we were able to came to st martin but we couldn't go into the rest of the islands you know um and all the uh, you know english islands were closed and all the french islands were closed we could come into the dutch side of st martin but we couldn't go anywhere else so that's mainly mostly been that and then you know i'll have a general plan for what i'd like to do um for the foreseeable future like i have a general idea what i want to do the next six months but if something else comes along that's pretty awesome then um i'll do that and yeah absolutely if there's some place a crew member really wants to go 
then we'll do it. I think mostly though, the crew is not super experienced down here. So they don't really know where to go. So, um, but yeah, so it's generally me deciding there. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Lance, how often do you run into places where the locals are unfriendly or you don't want to be there? Very rarely. Uh, I can't honestly think any of any place offhand that was, that was uh, just really mean or nasty. I mean, there might be, yeah. I mean, honestly, down here, uh, especially lately, I mean, all these places depend on tourism, so they really need the money, and so they're, they're happy to see people down here. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, there hadn't been too many places where I, I felt like un- that people didn't want us there, so I don't know. Oh, maybe the USVI, honestly, um, during COVID, for sure, um, because, I don't know, they were blaming whoever they could um, for COVID at the time. And so they blamed all the cruisers, you know, hey, look at all these boats coming into the USVI. Because if you were an American registered boat, a lot of the other islands down here were kicking you out. So you had to leave. So you had to go somewhere. And the only place that you could go legally would be the USVI. Puerto Rico wasn't letting people in. And uh, so I do commend the USVI for allowing sailors to come in. Um, but uh, a lot of the locals were kind of didn't want us there. They're like, oh, all these people coming in, bringing in their boats, they're bringing COVID. I'm like, no, most of these people live secluded from everybody else, and they sail days to get there, so they're not bringing COVID in. But anyway, other than that, um, yep, wrong one. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, John asks, we publish a cool media, medical lifestyle magazine. Would love to interview you for our readers. Okay, John, let's do it, man. Sounds good to me. Uh, Matt, how long do you think you will continue to own, operate the dark side? Any plans to get another sailboat and start traveling around more? Perhaps after COVID, I enjoyed, uh, the world traveling you did while sailing. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, sailing down here in Virgin Islands and all that is becoming repetitive. I agree a hundred percent on that. And I, that's why I want to get out of here. Um, yes, there are plans for the future. Uh, uh, I will, be on the dark side through 2022. Uh, it's possible I might sell it in the fall um, or winter season. Uh, I am in negotiations with the yacht manufacturer right now. They've actually sent over um, a contract. Um, I'm just kind of ironing out some of the fine details, uh, but uh, that'll be happening. I'll probably be ready to announce it in the next two weeks um, uh, or so. Uh, working on that, it'll be a catamaran. Um, but that's all I can really say right now. Um, so I will be back on a sailing boat and it'll be in the spring of 2023, uh, assuming this deal goes through, but that's all I can really say about it right now. Um, BFK, how did you find your cabin mates? Uh, do they seek you out referrals? Is there any interview process? Is there a waiting list? Uh, what's the most typical, you know, time frame for weeks or months or whatever? Um, I think I answered that a little bit earlier, uh, but I mean, some of it's been um, it, mostly I'll, I'll video chat with them a couple times just to kind of get a, get a vibe. Although that doesn't always work, but for the most part, it does. Actually, yeah, I haven't had any problems with me from doing it, so you can kind of get a vibe on somebody. Um, and yeah, generally, I need them to come for a couple months. There's plenty. There's been plenty of people like, yeah, I'd love to come for a week or two at a time. And I'm like, no, that doesn't really work because I need you here. I mean, I'd be fil- I'm not. It's not like I'm just filming for a week or two at a time. So, you know, need you down here for it. Uh, all right. Uh, when you get back to a sailboat, will it be a Hamanahol or a catamaran? Um, honestly, I was thinking about that earlier today. I mean, obviously, I just said we'll be working on the catamaran, but I was what was going through my mind is like, do I want to go to a cat or would I rather do a monohull? Uh I think I want to do a cat or a. 
if money was no object and whatever, then I would do a monohull. Um, but the problem is the kind of monohull I would want would be too expensive. I mean, it, it uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'd want like a 70 or 80 foot oyster or something, right? That'd be like, you know, my dream boat, but, or not necessarily an oyster, but something similar to that, like a Hylus or whatever, like a 70, whatever, who knows? Um, but, uh, those are all couple million dollars, whereas cats are considerably cheaper. Uh, if you're talking about high, well, you're talking, comparing a high end monohull versus a catamaran, um, so I'm going to Catamaran for now. Uh, if I ever win the lottery, maybe I'll get a big monohull or something. Um, uh, when flying your drones, what restrictions do you fly under, both in the U.S. and the various other uh, countries? As a major pilot, you have all the required certificate certificates. Uh, what about outside of the U.S.A.? In Australia, a lot of footage you get to take uh, for earning money would essentially require a pre-approved flight plan. Um, well, not, I haven't flown one in Australia. I do have my, um, uh, FAA, uh, drone license, so I'm legal to fly and there are restrictions on that. Uh, in the U S I mean, you just got to stay out of the no-go areas and some of the restrictions and all that. It's not that big a deal. Um, and foreign countries, they kind of default most of them to, uh, to the U S type rules. I mean, there are some that are different, but, uh, you know, all the apps, most of the apps, um, like a DJI app or whatever will have geofenced areas where you're not allowed to take your drone. So there's just rules on that. I mean, and obviously you're not allowed to fly over people and stuff. Just use common sense, you know? So, uh, let's see here. Uh, when anchoring uh, stern towards shore, how far do you typically stay away from the shore? And I guess you count for the tide. What depths do you keep under your keel? Yeah, you definitely have to keep in mind on that. Um, you know, uh, cause my big props hang down there in the back. Uh, I'm, I, I'm lucky enough that this boat has a, um, it has a forward, uh, as a forward depth sensor and an aft depth sensor. So when I'm down there backing up in the aft, I have a depth sensor and I can see how much is below the keel. I liked, I mean, it depends on uh, the tides and the swells and all that. Uh, I generally, so far I've been keeping four or five feet. Um, a lot of guys that do it a lot, um, go, you know, down to two or three feet or less sometimes if it's calm. Uh, but I've been four or five feet and that'll still get you pretty close to shore in most cases. So, uh, let's see here. Where in the world would you do a bear boat sailboat charter in February? President's week, give the lockdowns, you're experiencing boaters, but not, you were experienced boaters, but not so experienced sailing, looking for anything challenging. We did the BVI last February and loved it. BVI is great. I don't know what's going to happen with the lockdowns. Um, honestly, they were, I mean, I'm, I, I, I imagine there'll be new restrictions any day now from the amount of people are getting COVID. But the good news is, is that a lot less people are actually getting um, sick, sick. You know what I mean? They're getting COVID and getting sick, but they're not going to the hospital and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully cooler minds prevail. They don't just do a, a you know, knee-jerk reaction and just shut everything down. I mean, it's one thing if people are actually getting COVID. It's another thing if they're getting sick. But I don't know the details well enough to talk about that. I don't know if people really are enough getting sick. So whatever. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. But um, I'd say um, just for ease of getting to, honestly, uh, I know I've been there a couple times, but Belize is really easy to get to, and they're pretty lax with their restrictions. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what they're – you know, I don't know what the requirements are in, in Bahamas, but if you're just doing a, you know, February, no, maybe not February in Bahamas. That'd be kind of cold and windy. Uh, well, you're getting on the edge of there, but Belize would definitely be good. Anywhere down in the Caribbean, like any the Virgin Islands and all that south, um, would be good. Uh, I don't know what restrictions you're gonna you're gonna fight on that, but that's just 
And it's the world we got to live in right now. Um, uh, what kind of fuel range does the dark side get on fuel tanks? It looked into, it looked painful to watch you fill her up a few weeks ago. How, do you know how many miles per gallon you get? I don't know about miles per gallon. Well, okay, miles per gallon. It's about 15 gallons per hour and 10 knots, so, you know, less than one mile per gallon. Uh, but uh, it, it uh, I, as far as range, I mean, I can hold 1,300 gallons, so, you know, you're looking at like 800 miles, but then that's not really the case because you got to run a generator, uh, and then you need reserves, so probably like 600 miles. So, you know, that would be, in this boat, you know, would be, you know, two days and some change. You know, it'd be, uh, is that right? 480, you know, almost, yeah, two and a half days um, to go 600 miles, which is pretty fast, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, that'd be the answer to that one. Uh, let's see here. In your previous podcast, you mused that you might get a catamaran on your next boat in the future across Pacific. Will you call it Naughty Cats? Uh, no, that's a good name. I like it. But uh, I think the, the, the name for the new boat that I get will be Maverick in honor of uh, Maverick, my dog. So he passed away way too soon. But, uh, yeah, that'll be his name or the name of the next catamaran. Um, Schmoops, what's up, guys? Um, Eric and Jen. Uh, you started a YouTube channel and not only grown Salem Doodles channel, but a whole brand of Doodles channels and podcasts. Is it? How does it feel to have basically built a successful multiple income business out of your brand? And uh, how different is it from what you did, what you ever intended to do? Oh, it was definitely way different than what I intended to do. I just was doing, I was, I started off doing the YouTube, hopefully to like um, uh, cover some costs, right? Maybe make up a little bit. I never knew it would get crazy like it is now. Um, I was just doing it until I was going to, sail until I ran out of money and then get a job on a boat as crew. Um, but I, I will say I need a clone. That's, I've, that's been my motto is cause I wish I could, I wish I could, uh, uh, cause I'm, f I basically have, so I have sailing doodles. So if you, if you're watching, you have, I have sailing doodles, which you're probably very familiar with, uh, flying doodles has about 90,000 subscribers. It's about airplanes. I've started filming for that again and posting videos there. I've got another five in the can. Well, ready to edit uh and i'll be filming more when i get a chance uh and then i have another show called glamping doodles which is about the rv lifestyle i probably have another five or six videos in that um i film for glamping and flying doodles at the same time because they're both based in the u.s sailing doodles obviously can't really do that so you know i'll be out here sailing for two or three months and then i'll go home for a month jump in the rv and go film and uh for both of those channels and then get go back to the boat and continue again. Um, eventually the long-term plan would be somebody take those over, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, who knew it would become a thing? Pretty exciting that it is. And uh, thank you guys for watching and making it all possible. I appreciate you. Mm. All right. On to the next question here. Captain Bob. Um, I like when you put a date on the start of each video, um, keeps my brain in perspective uh, of where and when you are. What requirements do you have and ask for any crew members that join you. Um, just be cool, you know. I mean, I don't know. Just be easy to get along with, um, friendly. Um, I mean, there's no set, like, you know, requirement. Um, just, uh, I mean, be willing to help out and stuff like that. It is kind of annoying um, uh, uh, culinary-wise sometimes uh, with 
different uh there's been a lot of vegetarians and vegans lately which is um i guess that's what everybody's doing these days but i'm not and it's kind of annoying having to like you know we, we work around it i mean it's like uh if we're cooking some kind of pasta we'll cook a chicken breast separately you know what i mean and then they can put some vegetables in there but you know whatever it is what it is but yeah there's no requirements really Cut. last question from him uh uh oh sorry no, never mind wrong that he that was referring to the old question uh keith uh, this may have been asked and answered, but do you plan on putting solar on the dark side or cellar? I originally, I had it all lined up for a guy to do it in Puerto Rico while my boat was on the hard, and then he left Puerto Rico, and it just never happened. Um, I think if I were going to keep the dark side long term, I would definitely put solar on it. But the problem is, is this boat's, um, when the design of this boat is that if it was designed to always have a generator or be hooked up to shore power all it's always has to have air ac power and that's because of the refrigerators here um and uh a lot of the other battery chargers and stuff like that are all run on ac power so there is no inverter and there is no house battery bank so basically you install solar that's easy enough right i could put 2,000 watts of solar up there no problem wouldn't be that hard the hard part is got to bring all that down. I got to install a inverter charger and I got to install a new battery bank for all that stuff. Um, and then the inverter charger needs to be pretty beefy, you know, a couple, you know, at least four or 5,000 Watts to handle all the refrigeration and everything. So it's, uh, it's not as easy as said. It's not like, cause most sailboats are designed to run off, you know, your house battery bank and then have an inverter whereas this one was not. So it had to be retrofitted and it'd be a lot of pain in the butt and very expensive to do i'm sure uh but i you know like i said if if i end up getting this new boat next year or yeah i can say next year now uh then uh i'll, I'll be selling her probably at the end of the summer or sometime around late fall we'll see sometime between that time frame um let's see here my question similar to bfk what is your vetting process for crew um you either do a good job or you have been lucky so far. Your crewmates have been pretty great. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think I kind of have answered that. Uh, I have been lucky as well. Um, it'd be nice to have a better vetting program sometimes, but, you know, I think I've been lucky so far. And you hear, hear my other crewmate coughing with COVID right now. Yeah, she's over there. Anyway, uh, you're not coughing. <laughs> um uh i'm curious is there wow a lot of guys asking like the crew and everything uh i'm curious is there a service to find crew for channels like yours or do you find them yourself um also do you pay their way and stuff yeah i mean i kind of answered all that already um there is no service it's just gotta find them the way you can uh okay uh and that was from that was from Mike and the other. Sorry if I'm if I've forgotten to answer or call out your names um, when at, at reading the question. Uh, let's see here, um, Christopher. Do you plan to switch to 4K videos? It'd be great, but the amount of data you're talking about is insane. And for now, no. I think most people watch this either. Uh, most people are watching this streaming on on a TV or a phone, and generally speaking. 
the best you're going to get resolution wise anyway is 1080p on either of those uh i'm sure if you have a fast internet connection and a really nice tv you can do 4k in your tv but the problem is it's basically four times the data and i'm already got so much data and it'd be one thing if i had a computer at my house and i had a bunch of hard drives and i had a you know fiber optic you know internet thing but no i'm using the marina wi-fi here right now is literally five megabits per second it's it took me 24 hours to upload a two gig video yesterday so no to 4k right now maybe when elon gets his act together and we have starlink maybe you'll see 4k at that point but no for now and i'm pretty sure most of the other channels are not doing 4k i mean i don't know i hardly ever watch them but most of the other sailing channels that you know because that, that's the main issue all right, let's see here. All right, long one here from Alex. I'm interested in the difference between the dark side uh, and sailing on a passage. Uh, when you are sailing, there's always some trimming to do. Uh, you need to account for leeway uh, on a powerboat, although to ha uh, you expect to have some leeway issues due to its flat-sidedness. There'd be not much else to do. Uh, how do you find the – what do you do during the difference there? All right, so honestly, unless you're, unless you're actually – in a race you're not trimming your sails the whole time you might trim you might you know i mean especially if you're going downwind or whatever you look up like okay sails look good i'm doing seven knots great and you, you know look up 20 minutes later sails yeah that's pretty close you know come back 20 minutes later yeah it's okay and then 20 minutes later okay maybe i'll adjust it now but i mean no you're not on a, on a passage you're not trimming sails the entire time unless you're just trying to set a new speed record or you're racing um, but generally cruising is just set it and forget it unless you need to make a major change. Um, cause if you did, I mean, gosh, you'd just be there the whole time. I mean, you know, on a three or four day passage, you want to sit there and mess with the sails 20 times a day. Not really. Um, and then, uh, for, you know, underway on the dark side, just, yeah, I mean, I just kind of set a GPS course and it follows it. So it, it might crab into it, but it's following the course. So, um, Let's see here. Mike asks, did the folks who brought, bought your monohole ever get it refitted back in the water? Yeah, they did. It's floating right now as far as I know. It's up there in uh, North Carolina, so they did well with it. I would have loved to uh, – I just didn't want to have to spend six months in a, in, a, in a yacht yard working on it. I could have done it, but I just didn't want to. And, and that's not my channel. My channel's not, like, how to build or repair a boat. It's how to go cruising and have fun. So – uh, do you have solar? Nope. Do, am I going to refit it? Nope. Uh, I kind of answered that one earlier. Jason asks, uh, what do you, what do you use to edit your videos? You've gone over your camera gear in the past, but what about video editing? Um, mostly Adobe Premiere Pro, uh, and then you know, just the Adobe Creative Suite. I used to, when I first started out, use Filmora, uh, Filmora's Wondershare. Um, it's really simple and easy to use. But there's some limitations, like you, there's some things you just can't do as easily. Um, but with Wondershare, you also get to do transitions and titles and all that stuff way easier than it is in uh, Premiere Pro. Uh, so I use Premiere Pro for those things, um, and it works out pretty well. Um, let's see here. Ed, I would think the cost of installing solar with a large enough inverter to carry the house loads on the dark side would be very expensive. Yes, I kind of mentioned that earlier. Um, you've mentioned in the past about selling the boat for a trans-Pacific passage in the future. Do you think the cost of solar need, needed is 
too expensive for such a short duration, or do you think you could recoup the cost for a future sale sale of the boat? Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at twenty thirty thousand dollars to do all that on this boat, maybe more, because you need a, a battery bank and you need a pretty big battery bank, and because of the limitations on where you could put it, it's got to be lithium, uh, and so you're looking at. I mean, five, six thousand dollars or more to install the solar panels. Yeah, I get it. They're if you're only if you're installing two thousand watts, a pan, they're like a dollar a watt these days. That's so two thousand bucks. Yeah, but you got to install it all. You got to put the rails up. You got to run the wiring. You got to do all that. So you're looking at five or six thousand dollars there. The inverter is going to be three or four thousand dollars. Then you got to install it. Then you got to run all the cabling to it. Then then you got to. You know, then you got to build a battery battery bank, and that's going to be ten thousand dollars for a battery bank. You know, lithium ion. So yeah, you're looking at thirty grand to do that. And full, I don't know if I'd recoup my costs on that, so I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, see here, man, a lot of these are kind of similar. Um, are we getting back on a sailboat anytime soon? Yep. Um, okay, that was from Ron, Sean. Uh, basically asking the battery question. So Steve here. Love to hear your insights on how you balance your three YouTube channels, finding crewmates, keeping up with your family, especially your dad, and knowing Goose is aging. Um, well, I know I see them as much as I can. Um, I'll go home every about three months, like I said, and get in, jump, you know, I'll be home for a week and then jump on the RV for a month and then come back to the boat. So I see them every two or three months and uh, took Goose with me on the latest RV trip. So he is back on glamping doodles. Um all right, so last question here from Michael. We're headed to Belize in three weeks, uh, four three weeks on a cat. Wow, that's a great trip. Four couples per week. Uh, okay, so you're taking a bunch of different ones. Wondering if you had any issues with navigating uh, the obstacles or were the charts and navigation system accurate? Um, if you're going to be down there, it would be great to meet you. Love all your videos. Uh, yeah, the charts suck. Um, yeah, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh seriously they're they're bad um the belize charts are some of the worst i've seen um i would highly recommend getting the navionics app on your phone um because the, i've been on two charter boats down there one of them is even relatively new and the charts they had on their chart plotter were awful i mostly used my phone for navigating um because you can do um they have um your tip so the navionics you can either switch between the actual government charts or the sonar charts that like other boats will get up and report back keep in mind the sonar charts are not always accurate um but there is a ton of stuff out there that's not charted um you just gotta pay attention uh you know uh gotta pay attention that's all there is to it man i'm sorry i wish i had more information for you but the charts do suck but it is a crew it is a great cruising ground so i'm sure you will enjoy it all right guys we'll uh hope that answered all your questions there if you're not a patron and you want your questions answered go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles it's the patrons that make this channel possible thank you guys so much for uh uh being patrons and uh, asking these questions. I like doing this. The next uh, one we'll have Steph on here to help answer some too. So uh, as soon as she stops coughing. Nope. I'm almost done coughing. She's almost done coughing. No, she's great. Um, but anyway, all right. Um, 
thank you guys for watching and uh, check out the Sailing Doodles Sailing School. Uh, go to sailingdoodles.com. It's there and learn how to sail and we'll see you out there sometime. Bye guys.